0: hello hello you are listening to the version 4 podcast this is episode 6 um our guest today is mimetic value um he is a twitter personality and together we talk about uh his rise from shitposting career to his job in tech um we talk about the coronavirus epidemic as well as Rene gerard's memetic theory more broadly um this episode was uh it went a completely different direction than I thought, but I actually think it turned out really good. Um, I think you guys will really enjoy um, getting some of the more like nitty gritty uh, conversations about, you know, hosting and, uh, you know, taking something that he used to did for fun and making it into something that actually became lucrative. Um, as always, remember to like, subscribe and share uh, the podcast with your friends. The more you share, the more this podcast can grow. All right, enjoy. All right, hello, hello. This is Verse, and um, I'm with Mimetic Value. Uh, he, you can see he's uh, he's ready to fight the plague with his uh, N95 mask. Where this I is
1: on N95. This is like...
0: Even more advanced?
1: <laughs> well, I don't have the filters in right now, but... Oh, gotcha. It
0: could be P100 if I want to get the, get the filters on. Yeah. If you want to get, if you want to get super serious about this. Well, yeah. Um, I've been following you for a minute. I, um, I've been following you for a minute. Um, I, I might've found you from Naval, actually. I don't know. If, I feel like I did, but, um, yeah, so, uh, this is, uh, so I wanted to bring you on to talk about like, uh, your, I guess your, your thought on your Twitter. Um, I'm not really sure exactly what to call your account, but it's like super interesting to follow. Um, so first off, um, I know that you have like uh, you like to mix like the politics of like discipline and aesthetics with like tech, kind of um, and like meme theory. So like, what would you consider yourself an account that's trying to get across?
1: Um, I feel like right now I'm just not getting uh, trying to get across anything. I'm just like ship posting for this one it, It's whatever. I could have the Twitter or I could not have it. Like if I get uh, suspended tomorrow. I would care. It's like okay, great. It's, it's not there, and but like people I've been connecting with, I'll find them some other way. It's okay.
0: Yeah. So um, so like, but I know at some point before you had like a consulting thing or whatever that you were talking about on your Twitter. Is that like is that why it doesn't really matter as much?
1: Yeah. So so I kind of transformed that into like a more full time employment kind of thing. Which we're getting into serious topics now. <laughs> I'm supposed to be scaring you guys and saying that the plague is fucking everywhere. I <laughs> die unless you get like a crazy respirator and just, you just have to go out like this. Yeah, so right now I see there's like 5,000 people dead on the street right now. They're not even homeless, but... Well, they weren't homeless <laughs> until last night. Now they're all
0: homeless. They're all homeless, yeah. They're all... The, the yeah, plague see, is getting them off. Yeah,
1: I see like the CEO of all these tech companies they are homeless now. Because they can't
0: sell their tech stocks in time, we're all fucking screwed. It's because of the uh, it's all the shit industry, right? Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. All
1: right, let me take this off yeah. now. I don't think I can wear this for a prolonged period of time. Maybe I could. I Goggins could probably just be like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wear this for 50 hours at a time,
0: yeah.
1: even my sleep."
0: And we might have to all start wearing those in our sleep. To be honest with you.
1: Probably, like, especially if your uh, apartment gets contaminated, you might have to do
0: that. I honestly think I probably already have corona. I just can't. I just don't have any uh, symptoms, but, the, you know, I'm convinced since I live in New York City that it's. I'm pretty sure everyone has one. Oh, every exactly. time, I walk,
1: every time I'm on the subway, before, someone's coughing. Stuff when people are already infected in, in New York City. Feel like oh, yeah. infection rate is probably not that high yet, but it's, like, only a matter of time until it goes just, like... Uncontrolled.
0: Yeah. I mean everywhere I, every time I go on the subway someone's coughing. Every taxi ride, every Uber. I'm sure I'm sure we're all infected already. But anyway, yeah, so you said something oh yeah, we're consulting. So I saw before you had like a consulting uh mematic theory consulting uh situation going on. Yeah. Uh, so what's that about?
1: That was just kind of something I was I was kind of winging it like when I was trying to hustle and had like no money just like living (laughs) in like a tiny room you know like some house paying like 300 per month for rent just trying to get by.
0: Yeah just vibing you're like yeah let me try to pull off a consultancy.
1: Yeah I think you could totally do it like if you're like you have absolutely nothing you read like even like five books and you're like not stupid you could just like wing it just talk thinking- to interesting people who might have problems and you'd be like yeah i can try to figure out something like i was just going to do these like local entrepreneurship meetups mm-hmm. and i wasn't even actually trying to look for a job i was still just like doing other random jobs mm-hmm. and a couple people they're like yeah uh, i have a startup problem I felt like you're a smart guy. Um, Consult me; I'll pay you some bitcoins. <laughs> that's
0: a, that's a pretty solid gig, actually. To be honest, dude. So yeah, so, so you're just like, let me just put some of the uh, some of the uh, philosophy I've read along over the years to use and see if I can apply it to like business and the like.
1: Uh, it wasn't even years; so it was probably like. <laughs>
0: Like, I, I I started reading for, like, a
1: couple months and going through those meetups, and then people are like, damn, you know all this stuff from your books. <laughs> Let's get you to work for us. So, like, you can start this super quickly. That's
0: fair. Uh, that also kind of speaks to how much, how uh, aimless people are and how much they want, like, leadership. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, a semblance of confidence, people are like, yeah, let me get, let me hop on this. Let me follow you. Yeah. Oh, have you seen
1: this uh, YouTube channel where this Indian guy makes these videos, like watch Jordan Peterson once, watch Goggins once? No, I haven't seen those. Oh, those are pretty funny. You basically like parody them for like a minute Mm -hmm. Have all these videos. And they get a decent number of views, maybe like half a million.
0: Mm -hmm. So basically it's like you watch one of these people once and then they're just like, yeah, uh, I'm going to start talking about cleaning my room. And, yeah, yeah, and
1: you can pretty much like uh, start a consulting business
0: done. I, I mean, shit, that I should get on that to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, so, uh, so, but even even if you are posting, I mean, I feel like everyone eventually all accounts turn to posting eventually because once you start to get like self well, aware with
1: posting, I was I started out oh, as non miss posting, but I was I was also like, I'm not gonna hide my
0: identity, it's too much work. Yeah, that's how I feel to be honest you with you.
1: Find me whatever you can find me if you don't want to find me i'm not like readily visible
0: so it's whatever that's the exact same thing with me i was like i was gonna stay anonymous but then i wrote a book and i was like fuck it's too late now let me just let me just kind of make it Mm -hmm. semi-anonymous so you started with shit posting and then you kind of got sort, sort of serious and then now you're in like a hybrid
1: no, I'm really not serious at all. <laughs> it's, it's just I do I post whatever I want, or I just like don't even check Twitter. Doesn't yeah. matter.
0: Ah, that's fair. Um, mm-hmm. so then, how do you think you got like followers, like like big name followers, like Naval or ended up in Frog Twitter or whatever? You just kind of what you decided to sh- shitpost post about happened to be interesting to people.
1: Yeah, that, that was for the first for the first couple months. I actually didn't get that many followers. Mm-hmm. I was probably gaining like 200 per month. Mm-hmm. Wait, no, never mind. I don't think that's the case. Somewhere or in no. the middle,
0: like, it's it. if I remember like my growth, it was like super slow, and then all of a sudden it starts to like pick up speed. And I'm not even that big. I
1: basically end of March or April 2018. That's mm-hmm. when I joined Twitter. I think it was probably growing maybe like 200 the first month, and I got like couple more hundred next month and then by the middle of June I made this one thread and that took me from about 1,000 to like 5,000 overnight really yeah. uh, what was the thread about Uh, it was uh what well, I deleted now because I deleted all my tweets multiple times already mm-hmm. but that one was I think it was around 15 tweets it was uh it was kind of like a shit posting tweet like it was like, it's almost like it's shit posting, but people think it's like legit uh, insight.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I was just connecting some of Peter Thiel's ideas with like some of Robert Cialdini's ideas. Mm-hmm. And then, um, let's see what I say. But basically, I, I try to dissect why did Peter Thiel choose to recommend the book Things Hidden Since the Foundation of the World? Because it's like a very obscure book and a very uh, difficult to read book. Mm-hmm. And if you look at all the other books that Tim Ferriss' guests recommended on his podcast, they they don't recommend like that. Yeah, they're always like super easy to read, like really digestible. Uh, exactly. And they will recommend like at least like two or three books. Mm-hmm. Or Jason Naval, he recommended like 20. Mm-hmm. But Tio only recommend one. He's like, no, this is it. You either get it, you can read it, or no, you, you just don't get it, you don't fuck. <laughs> Wait,
0: I don't even know what this book is. Wait, what what's the name
1: of the book? Things Hidden Since the Foundation of the World.
0: And then, uh, so why, what was your reasoning for why he picked that?
1: Shit, I don't even remember all my points. Ah, but ba-
0: like, even one. Ba- basically,
1: it's like, you have to put in the effort to actually get it, and then it's like a, it's only one book. So it's kind of like more focused because if someone recommends you like 20 books, you're going to be like, "Ah, oh, get through them eventually. Or you'll pick a random one. But this is like him showing his crystal clear thinking. He's like, yeah, I've thought about this shit. This is the only book I'm going to recommend you.
0: Uh huh. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, he has that kind of like, I mean, you're kind of right about the, he has a very clear thinking, very uh, concrete uh, recommendation, very concrete, like, uh, uh, advice to his to people who read his books and shit. I like him, uh, but everyone kind of does. Uh, right. Yeah,
1: like another had, reason so. is uh, since it's like difficult to read a book, and, and there's references to is there references to other books? There might be. I don't recall exactly, mm-hmm. but there's like, but you have to start to do your own research to even start to interpret this book. Like, mm-hmm. what is he talking about in it? So you kind of like. like if you choose to go down the rabbit hole, you could I so you see that option, but you have to put in some work yourself
0: and then people would latch onto this thread and were like, "Oh yeah, this is my shit Romantic Valley is my favorite uh Twitter account yeah,
1: that's how I got my job actually, really
0: for my twitter thread i was I was just
1: kind wing with some consulting before that uh, it was it was good but but then it's like. My current employer he just like flew me uh to Seattle here, and like I'm, I just started to work with him. So no yeah. shit
0: so yeah. let that, let that be a lesson to all of you uh shit posters on Twitter that apparently you can get a job from random Twitter threads that's good to know well, that gives us all hope all the neats in the bedroom well, like if you're too much of a pussy and you stay like completely
1: anonymous then how, how they want tell you like they want you to do whatever job like. So they'll just say, okay, cool thread, cool thread, bro, and then move on. That's like true. But, put yourself out there a little bit. Like, who who the fuck is going to dox you and give a fuck about it? It's like, oh, yeah, this homeless guy on the street, I know exactly who he is. <laughs> or it's like this guy, I don't know what you guys do. Or you work at McDonald's. Yeah, you it. you. yeah it's such a big deal.
0: That's so funny. Yeah, so yeah, fuck it. Totally. Clearly the uh, the counter, the wisdom right now is like to stay anonymous because you might get canceled for saying something that's not I mean, uh, according to narrative.
1: Like was a really great job. Like you're getting paid like six figures at some big company. I guess I can understand why you choose to stay anonymous. Mm-hmm. That's like, who cares? That's very, yeah.
0: that's very true. Well, that gives me hope because maybe one of my fucking threads will get me get me flown out to Seattle. Cause I hate kind of hate New York City. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's cool. So wait, so you um so you kind of interpreted a, a Peter Thiel a Peter Thiel thread, and uh, I like Peter Thiel because he kind of is like the one of the few voices in like Silicon Valley or whatever that has like a right wing or not at least not super shit lib uh, perspective. Um, do is that kinda of like what like what brought you to this kind of like in between moderate right, right wing, Twitter shit posting uh, field? Like what kind of red pilled you in that?
1: Mm. It's uh, it's like a long, long story. Like
0: long story. Oh yeah, we have time. Shit.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I feel like I never really identified with any parties, Republican, Democrat, whatever. I don't care about any of that type of mm-hmm. shit. I don't even want to vote. I don't think I voted yet. I think <laughs> Yeah, Maybe I maybe I drew in some bullshit for some local elections, like I was just like writing pee-pee-poo-poo, write, writing mm-hmm. <laughs> those kind of candidates. I'm not even like taking it seriously, choosing an actual candidate, just writing some random name, some funny name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> testosterone. Some <laughs> <That's a laughs> random shit. Yeah, just like, right, that, that is the candidate I'm voting for. <laughs>
0: And then you were like, but then, so then you kind of, uh, you were like, fuck it, I don't like politics, but I guess Theo kind of to be, spoke to you a bit.
1: I don't want to get into politics. I don't take any of these theories uh, seriously. I don't even take Theo's political views seriously. It's like, why do why mm-hmm. care? It's, well, I mean, you care to do whatever is best for yourself, but like, on I mean, like national level, whatever, it's all. No, like, no, no, no.
0: Well, I don't mean, like, national law politics. I mean, I know, I know it's an election season. I don't really care about Dem- Demer or Republican. I mean, more, like, on, like, a, I guess, aesthetic level, as opposed to, like, the, you know, the, the shit that would be, like, left-wing aesthetic versus, like, the more macho, I guess, right-wing aesthetic. That's more so what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the aesthetics, like, the personal aesthetics, is way more important. Mm-hmm. And, well, way back on that, like, basically when I first got on the internet, like the first things, I think the first thing I was looking into was parkour. I was like, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't really have available access to internet, probably Mm -hmm. until high school. Like in middle school, maybe my dad would allow me to use his computer, Mm -hmm. type up like assignment and play some like game, flash player games every once in a while. Mm I, really, I didn't really get my own laptop until high school, mm-hmm. and then started watching these like YouTube videos on parkour. And then on the parkour forums, they were like, "Yeah, if you want to get good at parkour, you got to start lifting." I was like, "All right, let me let me buy a barbell, have like, mm-hmm. like, a little barbell at home." And I was just kind of like doing clean and press, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like that. Was like pretty much. 135 pounds for a while mm-hmm. and then uh what did I do yeah then I went to college and got in my and then pretty much just skipped classes and just stayed in the gym and did starting strength and fucking gallon of milk a day it does not work it just makes you feel terrible
0: yeah that's a lot of milk I'm gonna be honest with you well I, I, <laughs> I think
1: I reached a gallon in a day like even like of quart is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of
0: fucking milk. I, I hear raw milk is better. Uh, people have been trying to get me woke to the raw milk, but uh, milk in large quantities is nauseating. Yeah. So you were like, fuck it up. started lifting. You're like, uh, the classes are trash. I mean, like, I skipped a class a lot too. I'm oh, sorry, mom. Uh, and then you kind of ended up in like more like the personal aesthetic of like, oh, yeah. I don't like weakness and.
1: Before that, I already found uh, Frank Yang on YouTube as well. He makes all these weird videos, lifting videos. Have mm-hmm. you watched him before?
0: No, I've not. Oh,
1: dude, you have to watch him. He's like, what's his name? Frank Yang. Frank Yang? Yeah, he's I, original, like, just like crazy video maker, fitness YouTuber. Mm-hmm. He doesn't talk about fitness that much. Sometimes he just, like, Apparently he never he didn't do psychedelics until like a couple years ago too. Like he was making his weirdest videos when he was just completely sober. Mm-hmm. So weirdest dude there is. But I also saw like his like compilation of what he was capable of, and that was amazing back then. Mm-hmm. Like I was just this high school kid, and he was, um, he was this guy who was only like, 150 pounds, but he can do like a 40 inch vertical leap. Oh, wow. so he, he can dunk at like 5 foot 9 or something that's impressive and, and he can squat over 400 and deadlift over 500 mm-hmm. and all those crazy box jumps and like 250 pound like clean jerk and all that
0: yeah that's pretty impressive um, I got into lifting from, um, from high school sports like I was on the swim team so that's kind of that's the only reason why I, I kind of got I guess I don't know strong at all when i was younger because i wasn't watching videos on that. i was like playing guitar hero in my room mm-hmm. i was like strong for no reason because i was lifting for the swim team yeah. so yeah so you were like fuck it so you're are you always been on the west coast or is that like always been is that, like where grew, you grew up yeah i grew up in baltimore oh but no okay baltimore so yeah so you when did you move out to the west coast just like after the thread when I got the
1: job and it's like, yeah, come up, come here. And it's like, okay, I guess I'm coming here.
0: <laughs> okay, so East Coast native. So then how did you end up like talking about tech shit? Is that or just like kind of came about naturally?
1: Um, That, that was kind of like my field in college before I dropped out. So, Computer studied. science? So, well, I, I ended up choosing a career science major, but that wasn't really what I was into. It's more like everything available at the job fairs are only for computer science stuff.
0: Yeah. Ugh. It's kind of like the only industry that's been growing uh yeah. consistently. I feel that. Uh yeah it's kind of why I picked math. I wasn't really fucking interested in studying math. I was like way more interested in like philosophy and shit but then uh math and computer science was like the practical t- version of what I was doing so let me just kind of flip over but ultimately I don't even use it now. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, so, so I wanted to do parkour in high school, and I still... <laughs> parkour? But, <laughs> yeah, that, that got me into, like, lifting, and then I found Frank Yang, and Frank Yang was talking about, like, bodybuilding.com and stuff, and 4chan. But, like, I could never check 4chan. I felt like that's... I don't like how, how things are displayed on that website. It's just...
0: That's part of the aesthetic, though. the... I don't like
1: that aesthetic. I feel <laughs> like the bodybuilding.com... Mist forums that study is weight better.
0: the what, what form
1: bodybuilding miss oh. the yes. uh,
0: the but the aesthetic for fortune has been it, it's basically it was the same aesthetic it was in 2001 when it started they just have never changed the layout right. well, that's,
1: that's basically the same as bodybuilding forums too
0: oh yeah yeah it's like
1: it's been the same for a long time it's yeah, it was pretty fun. Like a lot of people cross post on Fit and um, Bodybuilding. This, so like I I get whatever is coming out of the 4 will link it.
0: Oh, gotcha. The um. So wait, do you like just lift uh casually, or do you like compete or anything like that?
1: Uh well, the first few years I used to compete. Now I just don't even lift at all.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, like I I got up to
1: uh like around like. 550, the lift, 500 Like three plate bench.
0: All right. You got to a three plate bench, I'm I'm impressed. I'm still working up up to that. Yeah,
1: Yeah, so that's what I got up to, but then it's like, if I want to make more progress, I was still making progress, but then I have to sleep more and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need the recovery. And I just don't want to sleep that much or eat that much anymore, it's too much. That's
0: fair, yeah. It, there becomes, like, a diminishing returns effect after a while. Because, I, yeah, I have, like, the, the worst fucking schedule to, like, to for recovery and lifting. So, like, my, my lifts are getting heavier, but they're not, like, progressing like they should.
1: Yeah, I, well, I, remember, I remember. I was trying to get a parkour. What, how the fuck did I go down this tangent of lifting for so many years?
0: <laughs> that's a good point. That's, yeah, it also probably is really bad for parkour to be, like, jacked and not flexible.
1: Yeah, well, there's that guy, uh, Juju MuFu or whatever his name is, uh, on YouTube now. He, well, I knew him before I got even got onto, uh, even before he got popular on YouTube. He used to run this uh websites for tricking, which is kind of like- yeah, I know
0: a, tricking. It's like basically more aerial, uh, aerial aerialist. He used, version of. To,
1: uh, he used to be like a he used to be a skinny guy, or at least like regular athletic. But, like, over the past couple of years, he just got super jacked. He's, like, 250 pounds now, like, shredded on, <laughs> uh, like, like, a 1,000 grams of trimbalone. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's funny. So how do you feel, just randomly, how do you feel about, like, uh, steroid use? Just on, on like, everyone, like, eventually after you start lifting enough, you start meeting people in the gym, and you're like, oh, yeah, everyone's on steroids. Is that, like, how do you feel about that?
1: Um, I would say, unless you compete in a sport that bans it, why not just use it? If you're, if you're somewhat competent at least. Mm-hmm. Like if, okay. Well, it's. I guess I want to say one thousand total, but uh, could be different. Mm-hmm. It depends on like how big you are and like how high you, how tall you are. Mm-hmm. But basically, like if you're in that advanced uh, gym gore zone mm-hmm. where. You're stronger than most people in the gym already. You have good form. Mm-hmm. You you want to see what it feels like to you know, have that superhuman kind of vibe.
0: <laughs> yeah. Go for it. That's fair. I've never tried it, but I feel like uh I I am I was shocked by how common it was. I thought it was just kind of like, you know, you hear about it when you people talk about sports, then I was like, oh no, like everyone, like a, a ton of people at the gym are on steroids. Yeah. That's cool. Um, do you think, what about side effects? Do you think that like the side effects are a deterrent enough to like avoid it? Mm, Well, it depends on how much you take. I I think
1: honestly, most people to, to reach their goals, they don't really need to take much at all. They just get like a TRT dosage of testosterone and add on like maybe some masteron or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you don't even need trend, but you could add that if you want, but Mm -hmm. it's like a tiny, tiny amount, the lowest dosage possible, you basically look like a fitness model, just walking, around like 180, 190 shredded. <laughs> just like a, around like early Ziz size, right? Like the early Ziz. Yeah.
0: But he was also kind of slim to begin with, like naturally though. Like, like I, I've i never, I don't, I'm not like a naturally thin person. I'm also not like ectomorph. I guess like I guess naturally mesomorphic. So I would probably, I don't know what I would look like, but I don't really. Oh, I don't really plan to use steroids, but if I did, it would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you have, just now that I'm already talking about it? Um, do you? What do you think about steroids in sports in general? You, so, you said like if they're not in competition, do you have like a do you have like an uh, aversion to like athletes using it in actual competition.
1: There's so many people in, in competition using it. It's, oh, it's yeah. right. It's like. I would say probably don't break the rules, but if, if everyone else is breaking the rules, maybe you have to.
0: Honestly, I think that they should just make it legal. I mean, they're, already, they're all using it anyway. I don't really, and other, outside of health risks, I think it should be just like, let them do it.
1: Yeah, I think probably best path is uh, let them do it, but uh like have the doctor document everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. I, it should be documented in like whatever, because I just... I'm like they're all using it. They're all using the most advanced stuff so they can get, avoid the tests. You might as well just let them have it, and then it makes it more fun for everybody else. Right. right. Yeah. That's cool. So um, so you, uh oh, you've also been posting about Rome. So I've also got really really into Rome research. Do you use it that often? Because I saw you saw you yeah. posting about it. What do you use it for? Because I I find that everyone I talk to uses it differently, and I'm and I'm not really sure exactly what it is, but I just know I like using it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I use it for
1: several different purposes. Um. So, so yeah, so I was actually going to continue my, how I got from like parkour to like lifting, and now oh, yeah. like the MMA type of stuff. So I've been keeping a room for MMA type of stuff. Like whenever I go to the classes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I put in what I learned that day in there. And also just like try to connect what positions flow into what other positions, like you can do Kamara from side control, for example.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I put that in Rome and just link up all these type of stuff. I actually have it as I think I've made it public view. You can view it publicly, but yeah. i
0: not yeah. So it's basically made a flow chart for like if you're in this situation, you have the option of like Kamara or like with this da da da. And then you can keep moving from there except
1: for Rome doesn't really f- display flowchart yeah no
0: but it's that graphic yes,
1: uh, like, web uh, yeah that that network graphic thing it's kind of glitchy like if you click on it it doesn't really do anything mm-hmm. yeah like inside the the notes itself it links them up like that yeah
0: yeah so do you find that that's helpful for your learning uh, for your learning process yeah I think that's pretty helpful uh, do you feel like like what do you think like you got out of it because like, I don't even know what I use Run for. I just write all my random, I like connect Twitter threads and random ass ideas. And I'm not really sure what I'm getting out of it. I just know that it's, it feels like something's happening, but I'm not really sure what. It feels better than like using Evernote or whatever.
1: Right. right. So for this, I can click, click through all the different positions and see what, what links up together, mm-hmm. the way to review things after class.
0: So, are you trying to compete in MMA?
1: Uh, I don't think I'll do, like, a MMA fight. I think, but I do think I'll compete in Jiu-Jitsu. But, like, this virus thing, it's fucking (laughs) in my I'm not going to risk going on the mat with, like, like 30 other guys who probably already have the coronavirus. And that's it? Yeah,
0: I I stopped uh, this week. That's fair, yeah. I, it, also, the virus looks like it's gonna get pretty serious since no one's really taking any like global action. It yeah. just hit Brazil, which is not great. Usually, that's a bad sign. Uh, oh, yeah. So, what is your take on the virus right now? What do you think? You think it's uh, you think it's Chinese uh, designer? You think it's uh, you think it was a bioweapon? What do you think it is? So,
1: uh, I think my. Well, what I, like my response to it and what I think it is, is probably the most accurate view.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is
1: that? Judge that. I, like, I think it's somewhere in the middle of what everyone's saying. But of course, there's people on both sides trying to say I'm extreme. <laughs> Which is, I, I think it did come from the lab, but I don't think it's engineered specifically to like kill people in a certain way. Yeah. I think it's like a lab mistake.
0: Yeah, that's what I think it is too. I think they were working on something, and then they sold the meat on the black market. I think that I think that idea was like the the correct one.
1: Yeah.
0: and they're not really great. And China historically has not been great at like, uh, con- uh, well, they've been big at making mistakes in like the tech field, and also like they're not great at like hygienic cont- containing, yeah. shit. So at least mainland China is not great at it. So
1: yeah, and like. The thing is, like you see all these like white American researchers are like, oh, dude, there's all these protocols, you have to follow them, there's no way it, it went to the, uh, the fuck up, you don't know shit. <laughs> well, I ate a rabbit from a lab before. Like When I was like five years old, my dad, he works, He, in fact, he's in epidemiology. He, <laughs> epidemiology research Well, brought a rabbit from the lab and we ate it <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> so you're like that's definitely what happened you' gonna say that this shit doesn't happen when I I already did it
0: <laughs> that's hilarious he's like yeah alright so then yeah that, that's great confirmation I, I can now shoot at my friends who will be like no there's no way that that's what happened I'm like that sounds like China to be honest with you I don't no, know much not. I know enough to know that that's probably what happened yeah. that's pretty funny mm-hmm. uh so, uh, so what do you think? Uh, I would be like remiss to not talk about memes with the guy whose name is literally Memetic Value. Uh, what are your? Uh, what, do you have any like interesting meme takes?
1: <clears throat> yeah, so so the word Memetic actually got it from uh, Peter Thiel's recommendation of that book. Things mm-hmm. to the foundation of the world. So so that oh. book is written by this guy Renee Girard. Who's this French philosopher, who's who kind of uh, put together this mimetic theory thing? And I I used to have a um, PDF presentation linked on my profile. I put it down. I think I'm gonna edit it and put it back up eventually.
0: Hmm. I think I checked it out once. I remember there was Kanye on it. I actually like because I've been following you for a minute. Uh, I it was there. It was like the Kanye uh, presentation, right? Am I
1: I forgot if I put Kanye on there or not. Because, but I do remember. I I know Steve Jobs just wanted the example. Yeah, that well, that was actually straight from uh, Peter Thiel's lecture. He did a lecture series on this type of stuff.
0: Hmm. From yeah. zero to one, I remember that because he. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so you got it from Rene Girard, like his his whole Medic theory, uh, um, and like this it, I. I did not read uh, Gerard that intensely, but I know there's like the memes had, and scapegoat, there's that whole thing where it's like people like uh, they copy, they like copy each other's value system and then they try to scapegoat people or something like that. Do you like, do you have a better recollection of it?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, you gave a very brief, vague summary, but yeah, yeah. it's on the right track. So basically what he's really emphasized is like people copy each other's behaviors and I have like shitload of books on a
0: theory. Let's see if I can bring some out. I you got the rings too? That's impr- I need some of those. Oh yeah, of course. Let's do it. Yeah. I really do. I was I was thinking about buying some. Um, ring dips. <laughs> hey. For those who are listening only, he's uh he's demonstrating his uh his uh ring dips.
1: Right, let's get the books. Okay. I have more, but I found these three. All right, so what book's are this? So this is uh, Gerard's first book. It's uh, called The Seat, Desire, and the Novel. And this is really where he started to put things together. So how he did his uh, research was uh, he used to be a literature professor, and mm-hmm. he reading all these uh, famous novels like uh, – Dostoevsky, and he was, when he was working through it, he was like, yeah, this guy likes that girl, but only because his friend also likes that girl. And they like this, they both like the same girl because they're similar, because they're, they're friends. So they're going to have like similar tastes.
0: Also, by the way, I don't. I, I remember that uh, example of his, and I was like, that's more like how girls think, but we'll, we'll we can continue.
1: Yeah, I mean it depends it depends on the specific person. Yeah. But like he, he was noticing this pattern. Like it goes both ways. Like that's that's how the guys and the girls think in different novels that these uh literature guys wrote. Yeah. Yeah, so so he basically figured out that theory from there. So he started to work from that angle. That's where he started. Yeah. Then afterwards he's like There's a, there's a model you're mimicking, right? And it's, it's your friend, but you're, but then once you start to desire the same thing as your model, you start to fight over and you have this rivalry, Mm -hmm. this conflict. And from there, he was trying to figure out how to resolve that conflict. And that led him to like mythology, religion, and anthropology. Mm -hmm. So he was saying that if a whole bunch of people start to desire the same thing, they're going to scapegoat one person and say it's all his fault Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and afterwards the conflict is resolved they're happy again yeah but then the person who got scapegoated and killed he the act of killing him was what brought about the good times Mm -hmm. sacrificing him is what brought about the good times so people start to associate the sacrifice with something good happening right so Mm -hmm. it's if there's a flood, you got to sacrifice a, a virgin to the river God mm-hmm. and the, the flood will be over and people will be happy again. So that was kind of the start of religion.
0: Yes, I do remember that. And I do remember um, him saying that like Christianity was the only true religion uh, cause it was a, cause it was like the only uh mythology that defended the innocent or whatever. Cause like they were scapegoating uh before they were just scapegoating whatever, but the but uh, the victim was always whoever lost or something like that. And now, and in Christianity, it's different in that. Yeah,
1: so, so Christianity was basically what started up, what basically brought about individualism, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically, it. the thing with Jesus is like, everyone knew he was innocent, mm-hmm. at least followers of the religion. Mm-hmm. And they can see that he was wronged, and he was... He, like, he was unfairly sacrificed mm-hmm. for all the other religions. They're like, yeah, sacrifice this motherfucker so the rest of us can be better off.
0: Yeah. And that was... <coughs> <coughs> See, like, I actually have corona. Look at that. But, um... Uh, so, uh, that's a... Uh, I do remember him saying that, yeah, so Jesus was unfairly sacrificed, which made him... Which was, like, the first time in mythology up until that point that the innocent perspective was voiced... Uh, and that's what makes christianity true from gerard's perspective right um what's your take on uh religion i mean in, i mean i have the personal view that absolutely no one's religious even if they kind of purport it in 2020 um it's like a fake it's not a fake it's like a i mean as nietzsche said god is dead so like i mean like we have like people are religious but it's more uh behavioral it's behavioral mm-hmm. religion as opposed to like truly deeply felt it's kind of like whatever but what about what's your take on religion
1: yeah yeah I, I think I think you made a good point I, I don't know because I don't know other people's internal experiences mm-hmm. like, I, I feel like everything Gerard has said is true but that doesn't mean the, the metaphysics is necessarily true yeah it doesn't mean it's not true so that part I don't really know I think, like, the way he sorted out how the values and stuff fit together it makes no sense.
0: Yeah. I think I like to think of now religion as being more aesthetic and behavioral. So, like, you choose a religion that accents your aesthetic belief and your behavior, like values and moral values in behavioral sense. But I don't think anyone really believes the metaphysics anymore, even if they claim to. And then, like, people who really trying to push it they end up as, like, extremists. Like, you know, you get your, you get your, like, uh, Islamic fundamentalists, even though they're really more of a political faction, but it's the same, you get, you get, like, these, like, hyper-reactions when they're trying to, like, be devout.
1: Right, but also, I think, historically, I don't know if people really believed in the metaphysics that much either. I agree with that. I think people just kind of wanted to go to church and hang out. But like, let's say, like, 200 years ago, do they? how much do they believe it? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't think. I mean, like, it's the same as, like, politics now, like, or politics yeah. in the Like, maybe the Puritans
1: really believed it, but maybe back then the Hindus already were, like, whatever. Who knows?
0: Mm-hmm. I know that, like, if from accounts, like, they would have, like, orgies in the church back in, like, the Middle Ages. The popes were having orgies. Like, I, what was purported wasn't, what was actually, like, spoken wasn't what the behavior was actually, like. I mean, there's prostitutes in the in the uh, church. Often, um, they, you know, there's a reason why. Even in the Bible, they were at the the temples. They were doing gambling and they had like the prostitutes. So it's clearly never been a uh, that strictly enforced. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, wait, so what other books do you have there from Gerard? Oh, uh, the other books are not. So, um, so this book
1: so Empire of Value. Uh-huh. It's a pretty good book. I haven't got through the whole thing yet, but my other friend on Twitter, Ahimsa, how I can I guess link this uh full profile thing later.
0: Yeah, it's him Ahimsa.
1: Yeah. But you know him right. No, I never seen him. Oh, you don't know Yeah, yeah. So so he's like this uh, finance guy. He's also super into Gerard. He started reading Gerard before I started reading Gerard. Mm-hmm. I found him when I first got on Twitter, when I had like a hundred followers. And he was super into this book, because this book basically connects, just connects so many ideas. Man. It like, connects ideas of Gerard and kind of touch upon like some of Taleb's ideas, but also also has like a, some parts on Marxism. It's idea like, yeah, of Marx that some parts, were some things correct, but something is wrong. Yeah, just to kind of like put things all together, and I think his claim is essentially that uh, you should have a mimetic view of economics, and regardless of whether it's Marxism Marxism or capitalism, they're both flawed in that they put this uh, emphasis on material, material. They're very materialistic, but they kind of ignore that. Materials only have value because humans place value on
0: them. Mm-hmm. So all
1: these conventional economic theories they for, they kind of neglect the uh, memetic component of how things are priced.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Uh yeah. They 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 rely on like an intrinsic value of the capital. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So this book is like a big critique of that.
0: That's actually really funny because that's actually what my first guest talked to us about. Um, his books are about like attention, which in a lot of ways is mem- like mem- memes, um, mm-hmm. about how like that's what gives value to optics, whatever in the internet age. Um, so that's that's cool overlap. Um, and then what's that third book?
1: Uh, <laughs> the Mimetic brain. So this one kind of uh, put together more of the psychology of Helton's work. So he. So his theory is that he divides the brain functions into rational, emotions, and mimetic. So these mm-hmm. are separate parts. Say so what? Uh, he, he he basically divides the functions of the brain into rational, emotion, and mimetic.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So that's. Oh, I thought you were gonna say more. Oh yeah. So. He, And what's the memetic portion do you like or have you not got far enough?
1: Um, I'm trying to recall how to explain it because I read this a long time ago. Yeah, I I think like the memetic part is kind of like a intermediate force that goes between the uh, rational and the the emotive.
0: Mm Yeah, I haven't. I
1: mean, this in depth ahead of time, but yeah. It's yeah, great. yeah,
0: that's fair. Like, so fuck it. Some people just do their own research. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Look, yeah. People don't read enough books anyway, as it is. Yeah. I mean, people need to, like, I always feel fucking bad because I'm like, uh, you know, why am I reading all these books and no one gives a shit? But, you know, that's how you get followers. I guess you read the books and they are like, let me just. Okay, so so I forgot. It's like a point
1: I want to bring up. Like, yeah. A lot of people say they like reading for the sake of it. I don't like to read for the sake of it. <laughs> you're like just this fucking monkey staring at like a tablet for hours. It's like it's pretty absurd.
0: I definitely don't like reading for the sake of it, but I'm like compo- I'm like compelled to read. like the yes. last books, it's, yeah, it's, it's frustrating. frustrating.
1: It's like reading's always a pragmatic activity. Like you're reading mm-hmm. to get something out of it. Mm-hmm. You're trying to find useful information, or you're trying to like understand something
0: yeah that's why i never really was into fiction because i just can't like sit there and like read for fun uh unless i really want to know what's in the book like i generally don't give a shit about fiction whereas like with nonfiction, i'm like i'm like i have to know what's in this book Urgh. and it's 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 a compulsion
1: well so fiction I, I started to read a lot more fiction after reading gerard because mm-hmm. he because he uses the fiction as examples to things in the real world. Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty useful. And a lot of times when you read even just like fiction without doing a Joe analysis or any type of analysis, there's still stuff in there where they'll show you something more real about real life than a lot of nonfiction.
0: Very true. Um but then I end up uh, with books I have a harder time with that which is I don't know what that's about with my head but I always I end up doing a lot of anime analysis for that reason because that's what I can like zone out and watch fairly easily mm-hmm. uh, or I read like dense fiction like like you know like a David Foster Wall or some random shit it's really hard for me to like I'm either picking like super lowbrow like Rick and Morty or like anime or it's like super like highbrow like Gravity's Rainbow or something I don't really have like a good middle ground
1: yeah yeah that's that's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah uh, so uh, so what are you reading now? just for the audience to like get into get an insight into your brain?
1: <laughs> um, well, I'm not gonna read something that's like not pr- pragmatic for my situation right now, right? Oh yeah. so, so I don't understand all these <laughs> like t- Twitter group motherfuckers are still reading philosophy and reading all these, like, theories of psychology whatever when there's a fucking pandemic going on. <laughs> in the game.
0: So you're reading about how to build a uh, a uh, post-apocalyptic bunker?
1: No, someone else is going to build it. I'll just pay someone else to do it eventually.
0: Yeah, or as uh, Ulysses said, you know, if Law and Order breaks down, you can just take it from some nerd, stuff it yeah, in a exactly. locker, take the bunker.
1: I started to read some books on, like, how do you do your own first aid if... You can't go to the hospital mm-hmm. and how, how do you like and just like what do you need to prepare for any type of survival kits what do you need to buy how do you start a fire whatever stuff like that
0: i should do more of that i need i like that pragmatism pragmatism wow. hmm. Well, what uh so are you do you really think it's gonna law and order is gonna break down for or, you, or you think it's gonna be like like super serious this uh virus but
1: see, see, that's the thing, it's like, what do people mean by that? It's it's not a fucking zombie apocalypse, but it's also not just the flu. Yeah. The way I would put it is, it's like, it's about as serious as the uh, 2008 recession, and possibly could be worse. Oh, alright. I would say it's, right now, it looks to be about that severity, but there's a possibility Of it getting worse than that if things continue to get fucked up, but
0: I really can't
1: imagine it being worse than the Great Depression.
0: So you really think that like the stock market's gonna crash, economy's gonna crash in the U.S. We just haven't felt it yet.
1: We have felt it. Uh, The stock markets are down
0: percent already. That's true, but I'm saying like uh, even like because like you know the 2008 financial crash wasn't just like the stock market. There was like actual like pandemonium in some sense. Like people were getting fired and stuff. Like, right now, we just have, like, a dip in the market, but...
1: Um, well, people are getting fired in in China.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: true. That is true. Yeah, just because it's not happening here doesn't mean it already didn't happen
0: somewhere else. That's true. That is a very U.S.-centric uh, viewpoint. But we'll yeah. we won't get some shit soon. Like, I mean, there's already... The N95 mask already sold out worldwide. So, like, I'm sure, like, soon our, like, supply of random shit is just going to be... St- It's just going to cease.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you only get like, new computers or new cars, you should probably get them soon, too.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. All the chips and stuff are made in China. Yeah, and there's factories,
1: like, all these, like, Japanese and Korean car manufacturers are saying they can't operate their factories anymore.
0: Hmm. So so we should all basically continue to short the market, is what you're saying, and uh, get some cash ready to for future investments once we bought them out.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've already just like told my parents to put all their money in bonds. Mm-hmm. Like Shorting probably last week would have been a good idea to do it, but now I might be a bit late.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I definitely wouldn't start now if you have it.
1: it might not go
0: down more or yeah. it's, it's just hard to say. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm generally of the uh, perspective that, it's too late once you've already seen the move happen. Like, don't hop on as like last second. I think I could
1: get a lot worse. I think, in fact, I think it's the markets will probably still drop a little bit more, but I think the initial big movements are already done.
0: Gotcha. Very cool. Well, not really cool. It's really shitty, but cool in that there's opportunity. For those of us who are younger, this is when you, you know, buy property like, when the markets starts to recover, you start to buy property, you start to buy shit assets. This is your opportunity to get in is what
1: yeah, yeah probably maybe in a year yeah. or or maybe even two years, depending on how fast they roll out the vaccines and treatments
0: I hope it's not like actually a designer in that like uh like your immune system does shut down. I mean, I know mostly it's old people dying right now, but like you know it, if it is genuinely what people say it is, then it could start to have like severe side effects right
1: well, so let me tell you what's my biggest concern and this mm-hmm. is something they haven't figured out yet what if it's a chronic disease like if you get it and it's gonna be like herpes or aids and you're just stuck with it for life
0: yeah you're,
1: you're kind of fine you recover but then a couple months later you get an attack again and yeah. all these fucking pharma companies will make you buy treatments but you're never fully cured you're just yeah. like just honest
0: Prescription for the rest of your life. That would suck. Not a fan. And of uh, course, I fucking live in a city during absolutely. this. That's yeah. what I'm trying to fucking avoid with the masks and stuff. Yeah, if it's a chronic, like in- inflammatory, it, it might not be that. It might just become more like a seasonal flu
1: eventually. We just don't know. So yeah,
0: that's true. I mean, I got H1N1 when that happened, so and that wasn't that. I mean, that sucked, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I got over it in in a few uh, in a few days.
1: Yeah, yeah. So right now we just don't know how this virus actually behaves. Like, does it stay in your system, Mm -hmm. or or is it just out?
0: I feel that. Um, yeah, that's true. Well, we'll find out with time, I suppose. Uh, I need I need to get uh, my friends stockpiling masks. I actually have to buy one now. Uh, uh. So do you have anything you're trying to promote right now, or you just uh you got your like the vibe in Seattle. So you're not really,
1: Yeah, I think I'm in a good place right now. I don't want really to promote anything in particular.
0: Cool. All right. Well, I'll have everyone hit you up on, on, on Twitter. Give me some more followers. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's it. Anyway, this has been my value. Uh, you want yeah. I mean,
1: not my own project, but if you want to try to support my friend, John David Ebert and his, like, Podcast and philosophy show or whatever.
0: Honestly. What's his podcast?
1: Uh, so he's this uh, philosopher guy who lives in New Mexico, and he makes these YouTube videos explaining McLuhan, Spangler, and all those people. All
0: right, cool. What's his
1: name? Da- what's the name of his podcast? Um, so so right now he started like a new podcast with like a couple other guys called the Hyper. I think it's called the Hyper Modernity podcast. So that's mm-hmm. why Yes.
0: All right, word. I'll well, talk over.
1: Really his YouTube channel, John David Ebert YouTube channel. You should be able to find the stuff there.
0: Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Um. I'll link the. I'll link that in the description and check it out myself. Always trying to, uh, you know, expand the uh, space for more interesting, not fucking clickbaity ass, uh, videos and podcasts. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah. No problem.
1: Great to talk to you. Like.